Hey guys, welcome back to Table for One. It's been a little while, um, but you know, there's no regular regimented uploading schedule, so that's fine. Just whenever I can and have the time and feel so inclined to record, I do. I have actually been wanting to record this episode for the whole week. Um, I just haven't found the time. So I'm doing it now, Thursday night. Um, yeah, and today's episode, I just want to be pretty chill. So I'm going to be doing it about all of my favorite things, hence the title, um, Sound of Music movie, very classic, I know, but I, that was one of the first movies I remember watching, actually. I have a vivid memory of watching it. For some reason, it was New Year's Eve when I was like six or seven, and they played it so that it ended right on midnight, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe it was like, it ended at like 9pm, but it felt like midnight because I was six. Um, but yeah, so that movie, right from my childhood, I remember that. Anyway, so some of my favorites, I've just jotted down a few things, um, probably will go off on a few tangents because as I do, but firstly, the first thing I've written is my favorite season and my favorite season is, my favorite season is autumn. So obviously we've just started winter here in New Zealand. Um, it's the 3rd of June today. Yeah, 3rd of June. So two, three days into winter officially. Um, I just love autumn though because the at the start of autumn especially like March the sun is still there it's like nice and warm but it's not that searing heat of summer and then when you especially when daylight saving I always figured if it's daylight saving starts or ends I think it's when daylight saving ends which is like sometime in April um you get like the crisper weather and I just love the clear crisp days when it's like cool and you like need a few layers but it's so nice and sunny at the same time and the colors are so nice as well obviously autumn colors my favorite um yeah so autumn is definitely my favorite season I don't really deal super well with the intense heat of summer and especially in Auckland the winter is just very miserable it rains a lot we don't get snow so yeah autumn that's the favorite season um kind of fitting I guess my favorite month is April um for those of you who's listened to the first episode you'll know that's my birthday month though I just snuck in at the end there um and maybe it's because it's like in autumn that I really like it but I've always liked April I think it's far enough into the year that you're kind of like okay yeah like life is kind of going this year is like actually started um but it's not so far in that everything's getting really hectic and busy and it's almost over it's kind of just a nice a sweet spot so yeah favorite month definitely april favorite day of the week wednesdays for sure um i don't know why i've always quite liked wednesdays except well, the one exception a period of my life when i didn't like wednesdays was when i used to have piano lessons on a wednesday after school, I would remember I'd be at school all day just dreading it, which is really, I don't know why, because my piano teacher was lovely. It's probably because I never practiced um, and I knew she would be like looking for the progress I'd made and there wasn't any from the previous week. Um, but aside from that time of my life, and I didn't go on Wednesdays for very long, I think I switched to another day and then Wednesdays, Wednesdays were my favorite again, but I just love them. They're like far enough into the week that 
you're not kind of like, oh my God, I still have six days to go. But they're not so far that your week's over and you're like, what have I done? Where has this time gone? It's just that, again, like April, the sweet spot, you know? So Wednesdays, I do like them. I also like the way they spell Wednesday. It's quite fun. Um, yeah, anyway, the final, oh, actually, I've got something, what did I say? Time of day. I am such a morning person. Love the mornings, especially when they're the crisp autumn mornings, but also like a really nice summer morning before it gets too hot is, oh, there's something so nice about it. I also really like being up before anyone else's and before, maybe it's because I've lived in a city, like before the city wakes up. Um, I really hate that cliche, but yeah, it's just quite nice. You feel it's like the moments of peace before the day starts. So I really, really like mornings and I, I'm pretty good at getting up early. Like I think I definitely am naturally an early bird rather than a night owl. Um, sometimes I wish I was a night owl. It'd be kind of fun to be awake when no one else is. So, but no, mostly mornings, early mornings is quite nice. I do like that. Um, the next category is all like food and drink and everything. I, okay, my favorite cuisine, I'll start with that. Oh, that's a hard one. Probably would have to say Thai food, Thai or Malaysian. Love, like, oh, so good. And luckily in Auckland, there's quite a few good, both Thai and Malaysian places, and they're really cheap. And I think both cuisines are ones that can be made vegan easily. Um, as opposed to like, you know, I don't know, I feel like lots of Italians, like heaps of cheese and like cream and stuff. Um, but yeah, I've found that I've always been able to have Malaysian and Thai foods, whether I was veggie or vegan, like pretty easily. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, very cheap. And you can also make them at home as well, pretty easily. Um, so yeah, given those two, I love a good curry. Um, a Thai or Malaysian curry is like red curry. Mm. And then, oh, what's the Malaysian one? Uh, there's one I've got in mind, but I literally, oh, a laksa. Well, okay, not really curry, but you know, I love laksa. Um, pad siu, which I kind of always think of it as like pad thai's sort of overshadowed little sister. It's the underrated, um, yeah, sibling of pad thai. But pad siu is basically like the, usually when I've had it, the noodles are thicker. They're still rice noodles. The noodles are fatter and the sauce is like a dark, sweet soy sauce, but not like a teriyaki sweet or a really sickly sweet it's like the darkness I don't know how to explain it but it's oh it's so good yeah so next time you get Thai I would highly recommend a pad siu it's really good I also love dumplings one of my favorite places um in Auckland to go is Barilla Dumpling it's kind of funny they've got two branches on the same road I usually go to the one it's on Dominion Road I usually go to one closer to city um but their dumplings are so good oh I'm dreaming about them I think I'm actually might be going tomorrow so that's fun love dumplings um in terms of sweet foods I love a good brownie but they're they can be a bit hit or miss I find like sometimes they're really really like way too rich or super dry you've got to have a good that in between brownie's really good i do the classic chocolate chip cookie um carrot cake i really do like carrot cake oh a good almond croissant 
oh yes there's a bakery close to where my flat is um which is all vegan which is really cool like you look at their cabinet and you just you really got to double check it's all vegan you know it just looks too too real um but their almond croissants are really good it's tart bakery um anyone in Auckland if you want to go would highly recommend um yeah wow I just talked about food for quite a while but I do love it um I'm sure there's so many more things there there definitely are so many more things I love to eat that I just can't think of right now but those are some favorites for drinks I've really been on a matcha um what's it kick train any of those words would fit a matcha just period I guess um at the moment for the past week or so um I love it with oat milk we have an, a milk frother in my flat so I just make it myself I do like usually probably like a third hot water and then two-thirds of the frothed oat milk with the matcha because that's how you really incorporate it because I don't have one of those fancy matcha whisks or anything but yeah an oat milk matcha is always so good otherwise an oat milk oat milk chai but only spicy that's also really good um so those are my favorite kind of morning slash hot beverages at the moment um I'm not really drinking coffee. I also do love tea, peppermint tea at night. It's, I don't think I've missed a night in like probably six months of having peppermint tea before I sleep. It sort of the, helps with the digestion. So it's really good for after dinner and also that's um, naturally caffeine free. So it's obviously fine to have before you sleep if caffeine's something that affects you. Um, yeah, it's just a good, like it's a real ritual I think is part of it as well for me um so I love my peppermint tea for alcoholic drinks I love a red wine um a Merlot is one of my favorites though I did have a good Pinot Noir recently but yeah would usually go for a Merlot I'm really actually glad it's getting into winter because I feel like it's fine to have red wine again like in summer it's just way too hot summer sangria is so good like a red wine sangria delicious a pims that's really really nice as well um and my current favorite cocktail is an espresso martini i make it sound like i'm having these a lot i'm really not especially the cocktails they're expensive but yeah i usually if i don't know what to get like because some places obviously have their own quite specialized cocktail menus and i always like to try something off that but if i just want a good classic espresso martini can never go too far wrong um so I do like those yeah wow I can't wait and we nearly finished exams well we're about to start exam period but soon it'll be finished and then I can enjoy my red wine and my espresso martinis again we'll definitely be celebrating with one of those I'm sure um yeah well that was a lot about food and drink clearly it's an important part of my life um the next thing I've just got a bunch of random things oh I guess I could like split it into okay so I've got like I want to say consumables because that sounds like a fancy word um starting with probably music I have a fairly I want to say basic like not in a derogatory way but because you'll know what I mean fairly basic music taste but I feel like I do listen to a lot of different genres like how I do listen to quite a lot of hip-hop, like, and then some indie, and just, like, regular pop, I guess. Um, I'm really having to, 
um, what's it called, train myself to like DNB because I have tickets to Northern Base for New Year's, which is for those of you outside of New Zealand or just who don't know, it's like a DNB music festival over New Year's. Like it'll be fun. I'm really looking forward to it, but I feel like I should upskill myself on the music that they're gonna play. Um, yeah, I don't have a favorite artist. My top Spotify artist the past two years running, I think, has been the 1975, which is probably fairly accurate. They're kind of a a really good fallback. Like when I don't know what to listen to, I will go to for them. I do like the 1975. I also have been really liking Phineas and Billie Eilish this year. Um, Phineas is Billie Eilish's brother. He like writes, co-writes, and produces all of her songs with her. But he also has his own music, which is really good. Um, so if you haven't listened to him, would definitely recommend. I've also been listening to a lot of Doja Cat. Don't know why. Um, yeah, I always I love discovering new music, but like I said, my music taste is fairly basic, so it's not exactly like I'm discovering all these like underground artists. But hey, to each their own, you know. Um, I've written oh, the next one's books. I've there's so many books and like I won't I'll completely have forgotten about, but. Some of my favorites I've read somewhat recently is um, The Dutch House. I read that sort of the, towards the end of last year. So good. Like, it's just really, really good. It was really different to what I thought it was going to be. Um, and it had a lot of critical acclaim. And for some reason, I always want to not read books that get really good critical acclaim because I almost think they're going to be overhyped but this one is so good so the dutch house by anne patchett i think it's the author's name um would definitely recommend that um oh i've written everything i know about love by dolly alderton so she you might have heard her name her book ghosts sort of over the summer um new zealand southern hemisphere summer was really popular um, I haven't actually read it, but before Ghost, she, Ghosts, she wrote a book called Everything I Know About Love, which is kind of like her memoir slash life story. And it's just like some good, real, relatable advice, I think. Especially if you're a girl. So I really liked that. Um, girl, Woman, Other, again, so good. Just... And I think an important book as well. Um, so yeah, I don't really know how to explain it, but again, there's a reason why it has achieved all the hype it has, I think. Becoming by Michelle Obama, it really gives such a good insight into what the life is like of someone in just such a visible position at literally all times and especially a black female um this double standards and sort of the extra stuff she had to deal with because of her intersectionality is just really eye-opening and it's something that I have never considered from my point of view as a white person so that was really good and she's really real in it um I have a lot of respect for Michelle Obama so becoming really really good and then Crazy Rich Asians is a bit of a lighter one. Um, I know a lot of people know it from the movie, but it was actually a book beforehand and it was sort of one of three. So like a trilogy by Kevin Kwan as the author. I th yeah, Crazy Rich Asians is the first one and then there's two after that. Um, just the way he writes is so, it like reads very much like 
reality TV show kind of vibes, but in a book form. Um, and I just like, yeah, it's really colorful and descriptive and I can really picture it right there. And it's really good for just like a fiction read. And it's, um, it's funny because I now can imagine, like I picture the characters in the book as the ones, as the actors and actresses who played those characters in the movie. Um, but yeah, it definitely made me really, really want to go to like Malaysia and Singapore and stuff. Not that I already didn't, but so that's a really good one. Um, I'm trying to think if this, I've, there's literally so many books that I'm like, oh, I really like this. I read a few um, Murakami books. What's his name? Oh my God. That's um, Murakami Murakami. I can't remember his first name. Uh, anyway, he's very famous. Yo. Haruki. Haruki Murakami. Um, yeah, anyway, he is the way, he just is a really, has a very distinctive writing style and it's very um, different, I guess, to a lot of other fiction writers and his works I find border on like the dystopian fantasy and then like a real life fiction and sometimes you're like, oh, what just happened? Like, was that real? Um, I think it's really cool. And he has also a few short story collections. So I think that's Blind Woman Sleeping Willow or Blind Willow Sleeping Woman. I always get the, the order of the words confused, but that one is a short story collection of his and that's really good. Um, so yeah, I would recommend that. Um, another thing, oh yeah, podcasts. Well, I do listen to a fair few, though to be honest, recently I've been listening to more music. Um, I think a few of my podcasts I listen to they, I know a few of them took a break, so there wasn't any new episodes. Probably my, but probably my all-time favorite is "Growing with the Flow" by Nana Florence, and she's a uni student from London, but she studies in Edinburgh, and it's just like, kind of, she has a different topic every week. It's really light-hearted and chill. Um, I really wanted to embody a lot of her kind of style of podcast into this one. So yeah, Growing With The Flow, I really like that. Anything Goes, that's Emma Chamberlain's one. It's interesting because I can't watch Emma Chamberlain's videos, but I really like listening to her podcast. I think she's a lot of very mature and level-headed advice for someone who is quite young, like she's the same age as me, or a little bit younger or something. But um, she, yeah, she does have a lot of advice and she doesn't take herself too seriously at all which I really like. So Anything Goes is her one. Do recommend that. And then another one is Goes Without Saying. I just started listening to this one. Um, it's by these two best friends who are British and they just talk about a lot of things, I guess, that are quite topical at the moment. So they, I know they have one about like hustle culture and like um, body image and toxic relationships and a whole bunch of other things but yeah also there's this very like raw and real conversations and it's that's really nice so those are kind of the three I'm listening to at the moment um I occasionally will like listen to um more like what are they called like not story ones but um where rather than it being like hosts and they just talk amongst themselves or whatever it's like they have different guests on and interviews because you can sometimes get some quite good informative things from that but I definitely prefer a more conversational style of podcast on the whole um 
my favorite movie well it's movies actually because I could not um narrow down to just one I again like the books there's definitely a lot I've missed out but I love Bend It Like Beckham I think I just love British culture to be honest I just think it's so good and the era and like the time that was um filmed in I just really like it um so yeah Bend It Like Beckham She's the Man similar time period I think no I'm sure it is but obviously American and I really like that it's based on a Shakespeare play I think it's based on Twelfth Night which is one of my favorites of his not that I've read the actual version I've just read like a kid's version or like but I really like the storyline of it and I it's really clever how they incorporate it all into the She's the Man movie um so I do like those two um Little Woman oh my god it's just so good I think I went to see it twice in the cinemas um actually I should definitely watch it over my holidays which are coming up oh it's just so good just Saoirse Ronan, Florence Pugh, I just love her, so good, and I think it, I, I have actually read the book A Little Woman a couple of times, and I really like this story, um, well actually what's interesting is in the movie, it's like actually the first sort of three stories that end up making the storyline of the movie, like it's majority of the first book, which is called Little Woman, and then there's, oh my god, I can't remember what the other two are called, um, but yeah, the movie's not just the first book. So if you want to, if you haven't watched the movie and you want to read the books first, I'd read the first three because then you actually understand and you'll be able to see how elements from all three books are in the movie. But I just thought the colors, again, probably another reason why I loved it is because the autumn colors, um, it's set in New England. So it's like an area of like four states in the north east of the United States. Um, and they just have like the most beautiful autumn colors so I love the settings I love the scenery I love the costumes I just thought it was really well done um quite a nostalgic like comforting movie you know so yeah definitely Little Woman um I really also like Ferris Bueller's Day Off on a completely different note it's just really different I think to any other movies I've watched or a lot of other movies I've watched um yeah I also like the whole aesthetic of that and it's one that my dad um actually introduced me to so I always always reminds me of him um so yeah Ferris Bueller's Day Off is a good one if you want something quite light-hearted bit of a laugh and another one I've got is Parasite um which I'm sure everyone's heard of won the Oscar yeah for best picture and was the first non-English language film to do so that was last year yeah 2020 um I it's just so good I hate horror films but I thought this one was just so clever and it's not really a horror it's just more like psychologically makes you think so Parasite yeah definitely got another good one this I'm not a huge movie watcher like at all but um there's definitely more I've I do really like I just can't think of them off the top of my head but those are some of my favorites that I remember um yeah in terms of tv shows also not a huge tv show watcher but I loved sex sex education the British one it's one of the only tv shows I actually like 
have you ever probably binged in the true meaning of the word? I don't know what it is. I always start TV shows and I can never commit to them properly. But yeah, Sex Education. Apparently the season three is supposed to be coming out sometime soon. I am ready for it. Um, really looking forward to that. And Love Island. Um, yes, I know. Very, like so much culture I have, but... I watched the, I only actually have watched one full season, which was the 2019 British one, because obviously last year, I don't think they did one because of COVID or whatever, even if they did, I didn't watch it, obviously, but then apparently there's one coming this year, so this summer for the Northern Hemisphere, which will be obviously New Zealand's winter, um, I can't wait to watch that, I remember in, so it was, yeah, 2019 one was when I was in my first year of uni, I was living in a halls of residence, and I used to get home and one of my friends also watched it and we'd always try to watch it together sometimes I'd be like please wait like I'm on my way home from my lecture um it was really good it's quite a commitment though like what four or five episodes a week like you have to carve out the time for that you know but just so much fun and I love the whole just the accents I think is definitely the British one over the Australian um just yeah British culture British humor so good absolutely elite um but yeah well that's kind of all I've oh no I've got a few other things what I say oh makeup and skincare I do love a bit of skincare I'm gonna do an episode on it at some point in the future for sure not that I'm an expert or anything but I it's something I do I will spend money on like and I like to research into but at the moment I'm not using a whole lot of it just trying to keep it quite simple but my I do like a lot of Korean skincare brands um some of their sheet masks that's always a really fun little self-care thing to do um so yeah I do like their sheet sheet masks there's a brand called Innisfree which has like a lot of quite good ones a whole bunch of different flavors scents I don't really know what the word would be um but they're quite good my makeup product, I'm definitely not a huge makeup guru at all, but I'd say the two things, okay, probably three, the third one's not really a makeup product as such, it's like a tool, but the three things I would like, my go-to is the Benefit Brow Gel. I don't know actually what the exact like kind of brand name is, well not brand name, but you know what I mean. Um, the clear one, it really sets your brows like sometimes when you put it on and it sets and then you kind of screw up your face you can almost feel it cracking a little bit but they stay in place all day it's great um so yeah the benefit brow gel i get the clear one they probably do a few colors you know up to personal preference and then this um one another product i really like is the there's a korean brand called petty petter and they have these lip tints and they're not like they're probably, I don't know how to explain it, it's like halfway between, but it's a tint, you know, but it's like not as liquidy, liquidy as like the Benefit tints, um, so it's a little bit more like a gloss consistency, but doesn't have the stickiness, and I just think they're really good all purpose, like I use them for like my lips and my cheeks, and sometimes I use them on my eyes, and they have this one range, which is like, I think it's called like cushiony or something, and it just dries really soft, like your lips don't feel sticky or dry it just feels soft that, that was a terrible explanation but yeah that lip tint I've got a few of those my favorite is like a peachy color I just think it 
is really flattering but they've got like reds and kind of purpley ones and pinks and you know the whole range so I definitely recommend that and they're a good price as well actually um, and the other thing which I was saying is not really a product but a tool is an eyelash curler literally cannot go without it like I barely wear mascara um, but I love to curl my lashes I definitely notice a difference and I literally just buy the cheap ones from like the pharmacy um, and I'm yeah maybe I have to replace them every like four to six months but I just think they work really well I've tried more expensive ones in the past and they just never really they were good but they didn't do anything better than like my seven dollar one did so I was gonna stick with the seven dollar one um so yeah really like that um that's kind of it to be honest that's just a little ramble in case you know sometimes thinking of your favorite things like I guess that's the whole premise of it in the sound of music right when when the dog bites or the bee stings or when you're just feeling sad um but yeah sometimes when you're just having a low moment thinking of those little things that you really like or enjoy um and if you can like eating or drinking or seeing or experiencing these favorite things can really uplift your mood so um yeah I hope I'm sure everyone has their own favorite things but make sure you make space and time for them in your life because it's important but yeah happy Thursday everyone um I know you may not be listening to this on a Thursday so happy whatever day it is for you um remember to follow the pod if you want at table four on the pod I will link it in the description box and yeah I'll talk to you when I talk to you thanks for listening bye